Hello, everybody, and welcome to the 12th episode of the Near Mint Hockey Card Podcast. We've got a really fun one for you today. I'm your host, Elon Dubrowski. With me is your other host, Ryan Krieg. Hey, Elon. Hey, everybody. This is our 12th episode. We'll call it the Aginla episode <laughs> in uh, the fashion I did last week with Alfredson. Okay, but, so uh, that's exciting. We could get this going every week now. Who's number 13 going to be? Well, I can't spoil next week's episode. Sure. You got to listen, right? This is how we get subscribers, right? People are going to want to tune yeah. in and see which player we're going to be calling exactly. out by their number. And Aginla is a Canadian player, so it really leads well into our uh, topic of the week. Yeah, there you go. So yeah, the plan for today, we are going to go through all of the Canadian teams and give you a player from that team that we're investing in their cards, who we think is the best investment. So, you know, it's not necessarily the most valuable card. Because, like, obviously, like, with Edmonton, let's say Connor McDavid is obviously the most expensive Young Guns card you could get right now. But it doesn't mean it's a good investment if you think that it's stagnated or you think it's going to go down. Maybe you'll choose a Yamamoto. I don't want to spoil the Oilers talk. We'll get there when we get there. But that's the plan for the show. And I'm very excited for it. And if it goes well, maybe next week we'll do another division. And then we'll do all, we'll all, do all four divisions. This is the plan maybe for the rest of the year. So this should be a lot of fun. Yeah, I think it's going to be exciting. I know for a fact that there's probably one or two teams that we just don't really talk about very often for whatever reason. Maybe they don't have like the new up and coming rookie that, you know, we just we don't we leave them in the dust. And this will be a nice way to make sure we touch on all the teams and uh, some of the players we don't talk about. Most definitely. Yeah. So uh, for anyone new to the show, uh, you could follow us at Near Mint Hockey. We'd love to hear your feedback of which players you're investing in on those teams, why you think we're wrong or right about who we're going to shout out. Uh, so before we get to that content, I know you always, Ryan, want to give us the up-to-date news on the hockey card industry. And there's been some exciting news. I was like, my, my stepfather called me a couple days ago and I was like, Elan, you really blew it selling that Gretzky. How much did you get for it? Not enough. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's it's funny. Is people have also been telling me about this auction because it's in the news. Um, so yeah, the Gretzky PSA ten OPC like the card, the top hockey card is being auctioned right now, and uh, I think it's at nine hundred and sixty thousand American dollars right now. So might be the first card ever to hit a million. There's one day left. So if you want that card, get over there quick. There's still time. <laughs> do they do uh, like a payment plan? Can I like get a mortgage for a hockey card? Does it work like that if I go to the bank? You know what? They probably do because that's a wild amount of money. Like what do you do? Write a check? Yeah, I wondered. when people are. Do people take out loans to buy collectibles? If not, maybe that's a business we can start. And we could uh, start a little bank loaning people money to buy their cards. And then when they sell it for profits, we get all the interest. I don't know. We could figure something out. Uh, but yeah, that's big news. So I had a Gretzky, the exact same card. Like it was printed by the exact same company at the exact same time. But unfortunately, mine, before it got to my hands when I was a little kid... It uh, wasn't taken care of so well, and when I sent it to KSA to grade, they gave it a 4 out of 10, while whoever mm. uh, got this card out of the pack kept it in great condition. I'd love to hear the story of this card. Like, Have you seen that movie? I think it was called The Red Violin, about this yeah. like famous violin over history. I'd love to see like something like that before this specific Gretzky card and see how it got to this owner that's now selling it and is going to get a million dollars, because they did a great job for, what is it, since 1979, right? So we're talking yeah. 30 years no, 40 years. <laughs> and uh, now it's PSA 10, which is the best score that you can get from PSA. And that's worth over a million dollars. Mine, I got, I think, $1,300 because it was a four out of yeah. 10. So the yeah. same card. 
Yeah, you Crazy. don't get 40% of uh, a million, unfortunately. And there's only two of these in the world. So it's got a twin somewhere, and that person that owns that is probably looking at this and just licking their lips. Yeah. I wonder, does this... Are there any unopened packs of 1979 yeah. AD OPG? Okay, so there might be potentially more. Well, there's definitely the hope, and those those go for an absurd amount of money. But the odds of something being PSA 10 in a box that's been around for so, so, oh. so long um, with cards like sticking together or like, you know, being bumped at all. Like your odds of getting one are not good, but getting one in PSA 10 condition is not. Uh, I see. Yeah. It, there's only two in the world. Right. Yeah. And um, so it must be the type of, again, that's why I want to hear the history. Like this must've been like, they took it out of the pack and put it right into a case. How did they know back then? But they did yeah, it. That would be a really interesting story. Let's get them uh, for an interview for the next episode. Right. The, so whoever's been keeping the card, it's like the keepers of the cup, but the keepers of the card and over history, just like taking it from person to person. All right. So that's that news story. Uh, is there anything else you want to talk about before we get to our content for the show? Well, um, I've been prepping a PSA submission for us, and uh, it's a lot of work. I've been going through all the cards that we might want to submit and basically taking half or more than half of them and being like, "Hmm, nope, those are probably nines or worse, Um, not worth sending over. Uh, And then, you know, the next step is going to be cleaning them and putting them in a nice new sleeve and packaging them up and... It's it's a uh, it's a process. Yeah, but hopefully it'll be worth it. The whole idea is we're going to get into it with some of these players. We're going to talk about an ungraded version of a card versus if you get a PSA ten like we're seeing with Gretzky, <laughs> like it could be worth yeah. a lot more. So we're hoping to hit big. Uh, I, it's been kind of a depressing few days because I gave you some of my cards to include in the submission, and you were such a gentleman, decided to like look at the quality for me and give me your opinion of what PSA will give. And you told me that you think my Kucherov Young Guns is only going to be an eight, and I was like, ugh. Yeah. Why do you have to do this to me, Ryan? I thought it looked okay, but you, know, you <laughs> looked closely. You knew what to look for. You told me the centering was off. I hate centering. It's my le- I've already yeah. said this. My least favorite thing to be bad about a card. It's not even my fault or anyone's fault. I guess it is my fault because I bought this card from someone else and I could have looked more carefully before buying it, but <laughs> that's on me. So uh, yeah. yeah, it's not even going to be worth sending it in. If it's actually an eight, then probably I could sell it more raw then it's a matter of just like how honest do you want to be i guess you post a picture if i wanted to be a really honest person i would like post this on ebay and be like fyi the centering look at it before you buy it because it might be off but i'm sure most people don't do that definitely the person who sold this to me on kijiji did not mention the centering when they no, uh, sold no. the kucherov card <laughs> well and some people are not as worried about that there's a lot of people that just want the card in raw condition and maybe they're not too fussed about that they might care more about corners or whatever it is um But actually, to give you some good news, I've been looking through some of your older cards. And um, for one, like older cards in general, like, you know, the Gretzky era rookies or even like Lidstrom rookie, um, to buy them raw, it's pretty cheap. But if you can get a good grade on them, like a 10 or a 9 even, uh, the increase is a lot steeper than it is when you look at raw versus PSA 10 for the newer cards. Um, and in some of the cases, your cards, you know, even if they get an eight are going to be pretty good. You've got a, a Yager in there and a Brodeur and there's, there's some cards that like at a nine, which I think you'll get with some of them pretty good. And actually some of your older cards are in very good condition. 
All right. I know I have a Messier and a Ray Bork, two yeah. rookies in there. I'm excited to see what those will be. But okay, maybe people don't care so much about my grades. But we'll, we, we, want, we promise we'd keep people posted about this whole grading process. So we'll send them in. Then I guess it'll probably be like a six-month wait. But it'll be very exciting At to least. see when the cards come back. Uh, check out a previous episode. We did one all about grading. I don't have the episode number off the top of my head, but we don't have that many episodes. You just scroll it's up like on the your... sixth one or something. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the one that's called grading yeah. is the one that where we talked about grading. All right. So let's get to our plan for the show. So we've got seven Canadian teams, and I guess we're just going to go back and forth uh, in terms of who goes first. If, if I go first and say my player that I'm investing in on this team, does that mean you have to pick someone else, or are we allowed well, to agree on this? I'll probably give you my... Uh my pick regardless and it might be the same one but maybe i'll give you a backup pick if it's the same um and we should mention that we're doing all the canadian teams first because it's uh looking almost certain that that will be that one of the divisions in the nhl this coming season so start off with that canadian division hopefully by next week we know exactly what the other ones are there's some rumors out there around what they're going to be and what the setup is but we we feel pretty confident given the travel restrictions that Canada is going to be a division. Right. And you know what's really interesting is tying this back to hockey cards. That's going to be very exciting, right? Seeing all these Canadian teams playing each other. I wonder if that might build up more buzz than usual around some of these players we're going to talk about. Because maybe people are going to, you know, Leafs fans are going to be seeing Elias Pettersson and Connor McDavid a lot more often than they're used to seeing them. And so now all of a sudden that might be like new eyes on some of these superstars. Or maybe even players like that are like everyone knows those guys. But maybe like, you know, one level down. Like, you know, Nikolai Ehlers or someone on the Jets. Like maybe a lot of casual Leafs or Sens fans don't know this guy and they're going to seem like well he's a pretty good player maybe who knows if that's going to lead to a boost in these players cards so i feel i feel like just in general like i think there's a lot of buzz around the start of the hockey season just because it's been so long like i could just tell you from running keeping carlson we have a keeping carlson ultimate patron fantasy league so a league for the patrons of my fantasy hockey podcast and we've got a lot of people signing up like i thought that maybe it would be fewer than in previous years just because there's all this fatigue and maybe people have like lost interest but no it's like the opposite like people are stoked to play fantasy oh, yeah. hockey again and i'm sure that also translates to people stoked to watch hockey again so now the, the players we talk about in this episode now might be a good time to buy might be too late uh, as we'll discuss <laughs> with some of the players but uh some of these guys might get a lot of buzz and let's start in ottawa and how about i'll go first because that's what we have written down in our document here uh <laughs> why don't you this go one, first <laughs> So this is not, in general, like I said, it's not always just going to be the best player on the team. But I think here, I think this one's pretty obvious. Or to me, it was pretty clear right away that if I was going to invest, if, I, if you give me $10,000 right now and I have to spend it all on one player's Young Guns card, you know, if it's like $1,000 and I could get 10 of them, if it's a dollar, I could get 10000 of them with the plan to sell them in the future and make a profit, I would take all my Ottawa money and spend it on Brady Kachuk Young Guns cards. And I feel like the reasoning, I don't know, to me, it's like pretty obvious. Like, first of all, he's, I think, the best player on the team at the moment. Maybe you could arguably say like Thomas Shabbat. But I think in terms of like, especially excitement, who's going to lead the team in points, it's almost for sure, I think, going to be Kachuk. Plus, he's like a fun player. Like, I think he's the type of player that people like watching on TV. He's like tough. He's got that grit that people like. Like in fantasy, he's getting you like the hits and the pims and like lots of shots on goal. Like He's just an exciting, dynamic player. 
like and then also well in this case we had to buy a senator but just in general if you could buy cards from anybody uh like uh i think this team they have a good young core that probably not this year they're probably going to be terrible again but i think in not a long time maybe they actually go to the playoffs again and i remember i lived in ottawa the last time the sens made the playoffs or okay maybe it's not that long ago but it feels like it's that long ago like people get very excited like the sens have a very excited fan base when they go everyone has those flags on their cars people go nuts I feel like if a Sens going to playoff run, Brady Kachuk is going to be the face of the team. Like they have some other, you know, young like Stutzla, whatever. They'll have other exciting players. Maybe Matt Murray as, as the goalie if he could pull it together. But I just think Kachuk's going to be the star on the team. He's going to lead the team. He's a fun player. It's like it's all the ingredients are there to be a good buy. And right now I'm looking on eBay, and you know, just recently, a raw Young Guns card of Brady Kachuk. We're talking like twenty to thirty dollars. Like we're not even talking like a lot of money. And then if you wanted to invest in something a little more safe, like a graded card like a PSA 10 Kachuk we're looking at like a bit over a hundred dollars I've even seen some examples of it going a little less than a hundred dollars but then it's because the shipping brings it over I think I bu- I bought one and I think I spent like a hundred or a hundred and ten on it so not nothing but compared to some other players we're going to talk about on this show it's not too pricey and like I said if you don't have a hundred dollars to spend drop 20 25 bucks get a raw one do better than I did with my Kucherov. <laughs> like try <laughs> inspect to inspect your cards. Yeah, inspect it. Inspect the pictures as well. Come to the to the uh, Discord where we are chatting about hockey cards all the time, and you can find the link to that in our show notes. And ask you, know, what do you guys think about the quality of this card? Get get yourself a good Kachuk. I think it's a good investment. Yeah, I'm uh, I'm definitely with you on Brady Kachuk, and and this one for me was pretty much a tie. Um, I ended up going the Shabbat route. Um, but I, it was. This is one of the hardest decisions for me. I think both of those guys are amazing. Uh, you can't really go wrong. Shabbat right now is going for like fifteen dollars raw and like just under a hundred to a hundred uh, graded. Um, the interesting thing with Shabbat for me is that his graded cards, like the graded to PSA ten ratio, is greater. So maybe you could buy a bunch raw and do better. Um, and you know Shabbat is a guy that I could see going the Makar, Heiskanen, uh, Quinn Hughes route in the next couple years and really like just lighting the hmm. team on fire. Um, like I could definitely see him if they make the playoffs and go on a run one day, like, like you said, being the guy, like it could easily be him as well. Yeah. I mean, I definitely don't disagree. Like, Shabbat's awesome. Don't get me wrong. But I guess just for fun, I will just disagree in that, like, he's not a Makar or, uh, like, a Hughes because he's already played a few years. You know, like, right now those cards are, like, worth so much because they, like, just came out of the gate. People are so, like, excited about these players. So you've got a a Makar I see right behind you here in your your background. And where's the Shabbat? I don't know because it's not. Oh, I've got quite a few of those actually, but I do have a Brady Kachuk back there too. Um, (laughs) When I took this photo, uh, I didn't have my Shabbats yet, but Shabbat is one that I actually do have uh, probably five or six of now because it just seems like such a reasonable price. Well, no, I've got a couple graded, couple that are actually uh, in the pile to go to PSA. So cool. Yeah, I've actually got a a PSA 10 Shabbat as well. So I'm obviously a fan. I've got my Sens trio of Kachuk, Shabbat and Alex Galchenyuk as my three PSA 10 Ottawa Senators. I guess we Uh, both have the Galchenyuk still. Um, (laughs) I will say that 
I think there's a little more competition for that, like the guyness in Eric Brandstrom over, like yep. maybe in a couple of years by the time the Sens are going on this playoff run, maybe it's more like they have two awesome defensemen, which is great for the team, but maybe makes it harder for Shabbat to stand out as like the valuable card as opposed to, I don't know, I just really see Brady Kachuk as like the clear leader. I think he'll be the captain. So that's why I made that choice. But uh, all yeah, right. That's I had a feeling you'd say yeah. Shabbat. You like him. No, I do really like him. He's uh, he's a game changer. But I actually did look at Brandstrom, who you can get for a nice $5. And I don't think that's uh, too bad a gamble right now. It's definitely, I think the reason I, I lean towards Shabbat uh, or even Brady Kachuk is like, we know those guys are mm-hmm. extremely talented, where Brandstrom would be much more of a gamble. And, you know, maybe you could triple your money more easily than you might be able to triple your money on Shabbat, but it's way more likely that Shabbat's going to go up. Man, back on September 27th, a Brandstrom PSA 10 went on eBay, and the title says Pop 1. So it was the first yeah. one that came back, I guess, from PSA, a Brandstrom Young Guns uh, 2878, and then 20 bucks of shipping. That's a good deal. I wish I would have gotten in on that auction. That's wild that a Pop 1, like, fresh off the, the grading machine would go for so low yeah i am surprised yeah more recently october 8th one went for 69 and probably there's just there okay. aren't that many left yeah. or out there right now but uh, once he like takes off i'm sure more people will be sending in their brandstorms to get graded uh there was that thing you said i guess we'll have to discuss this as we go like you brought up at one point on a previous show how you feel like defensemen it's harder for them to gain a lot of value because if you're like a just like a good defenseman that helps the team that doesn't necessarily make you like the per- person on the highlight reel that people get excited about in terms of buying and selling their cards yeah. but then we also did say that like the high scoring defensemen are the exceptions like the yeah. McCars and the hughes and you're hoping that shabak v1 all right so that's the, that's Ottawa. Uh, I guess yeah. As far as honorable mentions go, like I'll just say, like on the opposite side, right now Matt Murray's young gun is going for a lot, and I thought of buying it, but I saw, I don't like the price to be honest. I think no, it's, it's too much. It's quite high. Like more than like, give me a Kachuk over a Matt Murray because Matt Murray, even if he's like decent, fine. I don't I don't see the value going up considering no, it's already. Yeah, he's yeah. kind of earned it, right? Like he's won his cups. He's mm-hmm. done his thing in Pittsburgh. But I feel like the more time that passes away from those cups, and he could potentially have a really rough season on Ottawa oh, yeah. this year. Like, we could be looking at a Bobrovsky for this <laughs> year. And we I don't think Bobrovsky's cards went too high up in value over the past season. And I could see something similar happening to Matt Murray. So I would yeah. stay away. Okay, let's go to Montreal, the place where you don't even have to necessarily be good at hockey to have your card worth a lot of money. <laughs> it's like, these players, people are very into the Habs, especially, yeah. I guess, people east of us here in Toronto. So why don't you uh, go ahead and share who you chose of all of these players that are probably all going to be worth a lot of money as long as they do something. <laughs> who'd you choose as the, well, the number one to invest in? Yeah, so I was looking at Montreal and there's a lot of options and there's a lot of options that I didn't love that much. And then there's like one or two on the team that I thought were interesting but, but currently at quite a high price tag. So I took a bit of a different route with Montreal, and I think that actually my investment, if we're going on this theory where you can spend $10,000 on one player and get the most uh, percentage increase, my choice is uh, Patrick Waugh. Ah, I didn't think you were allowed to go players, like former players. That's so yeah, funny. Why not? Um, because- why Patrick Waugh? Well, so it's kind of like the Gretzky thing, right? Like, so Gretzky's selling for a million dollars right now. 
if you think of the greats of the game, you know, there's 10 names and was amongst them. Um, his value is, is steadily going up. It's not going to like skyrocket for any reason, but at the same time, he's running a pretty successful uh, team over there. And uh, he's one of the all time greats. So I like for me, when I'm deciding between like Patty Wah, Suzuki, Kakaniemi, like I just don't think that I'm ready to spend $50 on a Suzuki Young Guns just because he's like the hotness in Montreal. Um, and I think he's going to be really good. I do. Uh, I just don't really see him as a superstar yet. And so when you think of like 50 bucks for a young gun, that's, uh, that's pretty high. Yeah, for sure. Okay. Like I agree. Like I actually had a very similar train of thought. I was almost positive you were going to copy me here. And then you had that crazy <laughs> swerve at the end. But yeah, so just to close the loop on Patrick Waugh, I'm looking now on eBay, but what his cards have sold for recently. So an ungraded Raw uh, Tops rookie that was PSA 7 sold for 122. Uh, I wonder like if I could find a PSA 10. Do those, how many of those do you think exist in the world? If Gretzky PSA has only Patrick was, I'm not sure, but I, yeah, I was looking at his PSA cards and they get pretty pricey. Oh yeah, but... we're up to around four thousand dollars actually for the OPG uh, PSA 10 of the rookie card. It went for thirty nine hundred just on November first. So there you go. Yep, Did you they... see, by the way, my post in the uh, show and tell room on Discord? Uh, when? Just today. A friend of mine sent me a picture, uh, like, you know, now that we have a hockey card podcast, and now whenever I mention it to someone, they're like, oh, I used to have some cards. I got some yeah. cards down in the basement. I'm going to go, let me go pull those up. So I told him, yeah, like, get, the, get your cards and send them to me. And he sent me a picture of some of the cards that he has. He actually has, like, baseball, hockey, like, and basketball. So he's got a bunch. And Patrick Watt, rookie, is in here. Cool. But I'm looking closely, and those corners are not a PSA not so 10, unfortunately. But hey, so we're like... Ma- Patrick Waugh, PSA 8, PSA 7 might mm. might still get you a few hundred bucks, right? I think this one we're looking at like a maybe a 4 or a okay. 3. Well, maybe not then. But that's but so cool. He has a wait, uh, Ken Griffey Jr. rookie card that actually the quality looks really good. So maybe that's the one to go send and get graded. I don't have any idea what that would be worth. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know what this Ken Griffey Jr. is. is that he also has a Ray, is that? <laughs> he has a Ray Bork, and I gave you a Ray Bork rookie, the exact yes. same card, to get graded for me. So maybe if the grade isn't that good, then we can just like send his Ray Bork, and he doesn't need to know that. Oh, <laughs> I see what you're saying. It's also funny. So this is, like I guess, from his childhood, right? The cards that he thought would be valuable, because I think these ones are all in like nice yep. cases. It's funny that there's an Eric Lindros rookie here, because everyone assumed that Eric Lindros... Like, he was big money. When I was growing up, the Lindros rookie was the most expensive guy you could get of the modern players, like more than like a Yager. And uh, now I don't even think that card's worth that much, because Eric Lindros didn't... He had a solid <laughs> career, but cut short. And he was really good. Anyway, um, let me ask you I have an answer, question. by the way. No, oh, you sorry, have... go ahead. <laughs> when are we talking about Toronto? We'll get there. We'll get there. We're not done on Montreal yet. I know. I just, I got a notification and there's a Nylander auction ending in like 15 minutes. And I was like, ooh. Okay, let's switch (laughs) over because actually Nylander was going to be my pick for the Leafs. Oh, no. Uh, (laughs) Is it a a PSA 10? Give me me the details on this auction. It is. It is. Uh, PSA 10, $86 plus $17 shipping. Yeah. 15 minutes left. I think if you could get it... go for 86 bucks. Yeah, if you could get it for 100 total, I would like that. I would even go up to 110. I think Nylander is 
the guy on the Leafs. I think I've said this actually in a previous show. It's like Matthews is high, Marner's Marner is high. Like those guys, you could buy them, sure, and they could still go up if the Leafs actually. Go, I think if the Leafs go on a playoff run and could finally get out of the first round, I think that all of the players have a higher ceiling because people will just get more and more excited about them. So like, yeah. I think any Leaf is a good investment unless you think they're going to continue to to disappoint year in year out. But uh, Nylander, I think, has a lot of room to grow just because I think he really you know, hasn't been as good as Marner, but like, it wasn't that long ago that we were talking about Nylander versus Marner. And it like really was a, a coin flip in terms of who's the better player. And I still don't necessarily think that Nylander, like, you know, three, four years down the road is going to be getting that many fewer points than Marner. So, uh, it's just a hunch that I have. I feel like Nylander could end up getting to that Marner level. He just yeah, needs to sort of have I'd a good, like, healthy season, no contract holdout or anything weird like that. I could see, them being on like a similar level of hype. I think Marner's always going to get more points, but Nylander will uh, get to the point where he's scoring enough goals that people are starting to see them more evenly. Mm-hmm. Um, just because Marner is more of a setup guy. He's more of the guy that is going to like drive play. He'll, he'll get the points, but that's not to say that their cards won't even out a little bit. I also think like in the hockey card world, Mitch Marner is just like a more, likable guy he's like more in the media and so that might keep his value a little bit higher (laughs) i would have thought that nylander as like an objectively better looking human (laughs) i would have thought that his card would be worth more uh just because of that yeah but people are like gangbusters over ovi and over matthews and yeah uh, studs yeah they're both uh (laughs) good looking right Uh uh so anyway that's my Leafs pick. Uh, let's go back to the Habs, then we can do your Leafs pick. But I would, right. I would make a bid. Uh, don't, right. don't, don't lose. I have a Nylander PSA ten. I told you I traded a Panarin. I did a whole deal on on Facebook to get my Nylander PSA ten. I'm very happy Good about deal. it. Uh, okay, Habs. Uh, so I'm with you that this team, and it's the same for fantasy, and it's the same, like, I feel like the Montreal is looking like a really good team for next year, because I think they have a really, like, deep top nine. Like, they have a lot of good forwards on this team that are all really good, but none of them are superstars. Like, probably at this point, Nick Suzuki is, like, the biggest superstar, quote-unquote, or, like, a Gallagher. But these are guys, no one's expecting any of them to get, like, 90 points. Like, we're not talking about... Even, like, a Brady Kachuk, I think, has a higher ceiling, who we just talked about. Even last year, he didn't get a lot of points, but he had a very low shooting percentage. Anyways, we're, all, we're off the sends. You know, we're going to get to some teams, you know, like a Big David and a Pedersen and all these guys. Like, these are, like, superstars, right? And, like, Suzuki's, like, a solid good player. But I feel like... Anyways, you get what I'm saying. So it's like, I just don't see any of these guys really, like, breaking out and being, like, the must-have. There's one player on the Habs that is a superstar that everyone loves, and that's their goalie, Carey Price. And that's where I thought you were going to go, but then you went way back to Patrick Waugh. <laughs> but, like, imagine the scenario that this deep Habs team that they've finally built up, they're, like, it looks like this team, if they're ever going to contend, it would be now, right? They even got a backup for Carey Price so that Price can be rested and try to let him do what he did last year in the playoffs where he was able to beat Pittsburgh. And I'll bet you a lot of that had to do with he had that long layoff because of COVID and he came out fresh and he was unstoppable or unbeatable, I should say. Uh, so, 
And so Carey Price, obviously, you need to open your wallet because yeah. he's already a very popular guy. But it just goes to show, like, Montreal already loves him. And in my scenario, if, if the Habs win the cup or go far, it's definitely going to be on the back of Carey Price. And he's just going to, people are going to lose their mind for him. Like, a lot of people, I have a Habs fan friends that tell me that Carey Price is, like, not even the best goalie, not even, like, the best player in the NHL. Like, I have a friend who's told me that he thinks Carey Price is the best athlete in the world. Wow. That's, like, that's what I've been told. Yeah. So, okay. so, so the Carey Price uh, Young Guns card right now is 2007. It recently sold for $850. Raw? For no, PSA 10. Sorry. Oh, really? Uh, raw. I don't know how much. I, I just searched here for PSA 10. Let me see. Carey P- Price uh, Young Guns. Let's see what I can find. Yeah, so here. 850. Like, if we assume that's the price, PSA 10, 850, like. If you are pretty big on Montreal and you believe in them, um, I see massive upside there because, yeah, yeah, you're right. If they're doing anything, it's on the back of Carey Price. Without Carey Price, they have an okay team. Exactly. Exactly. They're banking. They're spending the money on him. They spent money on a backup just to keep him pristine. And if you have a pristine, pristine if you have a pristine <laughs> price card, I think that could be worth I think definitely if the Habs go on a playoff run, you're gonna see Carey Price go over a thousand easy for that PSA ten young gun. So this is uh, obviously a recommendation for people who have a bit more to spend, or you know, you could spend like hundred and fifty to two hundred dollars well, to get the raw version. I mean but, the other yeah. thing that we should say is that if there's any players in here that we're mentioning that are you know Gretzky or Price or like if you can't afford them there's other cards of that player that you'll always be able to afford um True. obviously always look at their rookie cards but there's there's other rookie cards out there that you won't have to drop as much money on you can go raw um you can even do things like buy a PSA 9 and you know for for the most uh, hype players, those still sell. Um, so yeah, like it's not like you have to buy the eight hundred and fifty dollar carry price. True, but uh, come on, like if you want something that's actually going to be worth potentially a lot, if you want to win the lottery here, don't get yourself some random. Uh, but I get what you're saying for sure, and obviously it depends on what your budget is. By the way, uh, Aaron in the chat is like, do cups correlate to price? I'm assuming that's no pun intended. Uh, like who <laughs> went up? Intended. <laughs> Who went up with the Tampa Bay win? So it's a good point. So first of all, during the Tampa Cup run, I really should have sold my Kucherov because it was like selling for like a raw Kucherov was selling for like three hundred dollars. Now I don't think I'll get two hundred dollars for it. So like during the Cup run, even a team that's not that popular like Tampa, the cards went up, and now I think they've gone down again. I think that's what what he's getting at. But uh, I think if Montreal were to win the Cup, it's very different than if Tampa Bay wins the Cup because like I don't yes. know anyone who is like still excited about how tampa bay won the cup a few months ago but i i if montreal wins the cup you're it's gonna trust me it's like gonna be yeah. you're never gonna stop it i still hear about how the habs won the cup in 93 and how <laughs> great and you know and with patrick wah right so yeah. i think that this would be huge and obviously that's a big risk but i don't think also i don't think carrie price's card is going down so you're like you're safe like suzuki He's like now, like you, you, if for a PSA 10 Suzuki, we're probably looking like a couple hundred dollars already, right? Easy. And like, yeah, and like, is, for that to go up, he has to really be a star because $200 is a lot of money. Yeah. And, have to uh, do his thing. and if he yeah. just stays as like a solid 60, 70 point, like 
play like good player, valuable player on the team. I don't I think it would be very hard for him to maintain that value as like new players start coming in that people start getting excited about the the new players and all of a sudden Nick Suzuki is just like uh Gallagher who right. also is a solid 60 point guy and now I bet you you could get his card for even cheaper than Suzuki. Yeah, the the only thing I would caution with Carey Price is if you're doing that uh considering like when you might want to sell because mm-hmm. I don't know whether this is true or not, but I worry that if he retires, uh, his card value might start to decline just because he's not around anymore. If he does that without ever winning a cup, like how legendary does he become in comparison to Patrick Waugh? Well, yeah. Um, like if he does win it, then like it's safe, right? Like he's won his cup. He goes down in history as one of the best Montreal goalies, which is still going to be true, but it won't be nearly as true. Yeah, I'm with you. Maybe, like, I know that you've said in the past, like, maybe wait for, like, a player to get inducted into the Hall of Fame and you might get a bump there. But I think you're right. If he's retiring and there's probably going to be, like, lots of media just around that, like, hopefully he'll be one of these players that retires while he's on a high, like, not kind of like uh, Lundqvist now, who's still, I'm sure, going to have a lot of buzz when he retires, but it's sort of like now he's going to Washington and it would be a great story for him to bounce back. At this point, we've we've been sort of seeing him spin his wheels to end his career, and it would be great to see Carey Price go out on high, but also, like, he's under contract still for, like, eight years, so I feel like it's not very likely unless he's going to burn the halves and retire and make them eat that uh, salary cap hit, but, okay, that's my pick. Montreal's tough, because all their players, like you said, are just so expensive, I mean, wait for, uh, what's the name of that guy? Oh, no, I forget. Who's the guy they drafted just, like, last year? He's, like, shorter, and he got picked in the first round, and people are really excited about him. Oh, we were just talking about him last week, Cole Caulfield. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, but his card's going to come out and already be, like, super valuable, because people are really excited about Caulfield. He's been tearing it up in the minors. Yeah. But, I don't know. I guess that'll be, like, maybe even Series 2 of Upper Deck this year, depending on if Caulfield makes the team. Yeah, I guess that's possible. That would be pretty cool. If that's true, like that's going to be a good series. But uh, I thought he was a college player. So, oh, well, okay. He's most recently played at the University of Wisconsin in 2019-20. You don't think he has a shot to make the team? Yeah, that's what we're, that's what we're seeing in chat too now, actually, is that they don't, like, typically they have to commit to playing in college, right? And they can't come over until afterwards, so. I see. Okay, so maybe he's not going to play this year. Yeah. I thought I heard some, okay, so maybe we have to wait till the following season and he'll get in then. Yeah. Yeah. Obviously his um, card won't come out until he plays. He's not a Lafreniere, right. so he doesn't get special treatment. Exactly. Um, uh, all right. So, so who's yeah, next? Winnipeg. Toronto. I, I haven't given you my Toronto choice. Oh, right. Yes, of course. We okay, did go some, ahead. some tomfoolery. Um, so yeah, my Toronto choice, I had Matthews, Nylander, uh, and Riley on my, like, Hmm, what should I do here? Um, and I know I talked about Matthews, uh, a couple episodes ago as one of my favorite investments. And I still think that's a good direction to go. I think he hasn't quite realized himself as a superstar, even though the hype is crazy. I still think he has another level. But when I was looking at the prices, I actually think that Morgan Riley might be my choice. Um, hmm. You know, Morgan Riley, you can get a PSA 10 for under a hundred dollars. And he's the guy now. Barry's gone. Nobody's taking his power play spot. He's going to be on a power play with, you know, Nylander, Marner, Matthews, and Tavares. And if, like we're saying with Montreal, if Toronto figures it out and he is the defenseman that takes them all the way, that's uh, that $100 is going to look like nothing. 
Definitely true. Like, there are a few ifs in there. Sure. But, yeah. Like, so there... Okay, I, this is probably... I, I'm too nervous about this, but, like, just the fact that he has already been bumped from the top power play by Coach Sheldon well, Keefe. Yeah, so, but did you hear the story about that? Yeah, it's like he said, like, yeah, give yeah. it to Barry. So he's, Fu- like, the ultimate team guy. He was like, yeah. we need to give it to Barry and, like, get his confidence up. So what's to say he's not going to say that about Miko Lettinen this year? Like, let's get his confidence uh, up. Because <laughs> he's just so much better than anyone else no, in Toronto. Yeah, I guess you're right. No, it's a good... He's definitely a good buy low in fantasy for next yeah. year. And so I guess why not also his hockey card? Because obviously the production would help drive up his card value. And it's Toronto, so you just need to have a, a guy who's a star. Yeah. So yeah, I guess it's a good point. Maybe uh, maybe you've even convinced me to switch from Nylander to... But I just really like Nylander. Yeah, mm-hmm. no, I know. And that's fair. And like my runner-up was probably Marner because his prices actually haven't skyrocketed yet. Um and like I said, he's a flashy guy. He's going to get the points because he's more of that passer. Um, he's doing funny stuff in the media. Uh, so, like, I was kind of torn. But Riley has been – the other reason for Riley is he's become a bit of a meme uh, since he did that uh, – the draft announcement with, like, a deadpan face. And he's constantly on social media, like – just like he literally looks like he's so not enthused and it's like the opposite of someone being engaged and it like people love it for some reason that's funny so the <laughs> fact that he has no personality is why people want to buy his card now it's like i don't it's not even that it's just like maybe he's just like not good at taking photos or something but it's just it's hilarious so i've got an honorable mention for you which i i'm expecting you to scoff at so you could get your scoff no, face no ready no scoffing this is like if you want to, if you have ten thousand dollars and you want to get ten thousand cards, sure. then maybe I don't know if ten thousand of these cards exist, but I still think there might be some value in the Jack Campbell Young Guns. Mm. So I think that so Frederick Anderson, as we know, is in the last year of his contract, and mm. I don't know if the Leafs are going to be able to afford to bring him back next year. I think Jack Campbell has never really gotten a chance in the NHL. Like with LA, he was always behind quick, and finally when he did start to get games he looked pretty good and now toronto traded for him and i think it's similar to montreal right they wanted to have a backup that they could actually rely on as opposed to like garrett sparks or whoever who was just blowing it and i don't see it like it wouldn't shock me at all if next year jack campbell has a better save percentage than frederick anderson i think anderson will play more games still but then at some point then maybe they decide you know what jack campbell was fine we're gonna let anderson go to free agency maybe then they'll like sign some other goalie or whatever you know to like be in tandem with campbell in the following year and i could see definitely campbell you like earning he's only 28 like i think that there is a path that's not too like unbelievable that leads to campbell being the starting goalie for the leafs in two seasons and i think he might be you know ready for the job i think he's good like everything we've seen from him it's a small sample size in the nhl but he's shown that he's a good goalie and it, it would be a great spot right maybe he's the goalie leading this team to their first ever playoff series win in 10 years however long it's been so that's my like and it's super cheap right now yeah, so, I mean, like, if you want like a a cheap, straight up gamble, I would. That's it's an interesting option, but gamble I, I on Campbell. Like, yeah, I don't know. Like, Anderson's a good goalie. Is Campbell an NHL goalie? We don't know. So, like, you'd have to be kind of like in gamble mode for that. But <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, the upside is like, yeah, sure, he could do it. 
Uh-huh. Well, don't forget the thing for me is like I just don't think the Leafs can keep Frederick Anderson even if they want to. Like they have cap issues. Anderson's gonna if he has a good year next year, then they're gonna yeah. he's gonna want well, a lot of money. And if he doesn't have a good year next year, then the Leafs aren't gonna be willing to give him money. Sure. So I feel like either way, he's not a Leaf after next season. But but that doesn't mean they're gonna give the job to Campbell. Right? No, of like, course. They then might we have find to see another goalie to fill that that spot. Um, quick update before we move to our next team: the Nylander went for 132 bucks with. Plus seventeen shipping. So, oh man, did not. So get I that. could already, I can make a profit by selling my Nylander right now. I've it's already gone up since I yeah. bought it. Um, what's our next team though? Let's go to Winnipeg, and so this is a tricky one. I feel like you can. Go, there's a lot of ways to go here because they have a lot of good, like legacy players. Like you could go with like uh, Blake Wheeler, who's had an awesome career and he's really good, and his cards aren't even that expensive. But then you get into the whole thing where I was like, well, how is it going to go up? Like, is yeah. it like when it go into the Hall of Fame? Maybe, like, probably not. So I'm I'm passing on Wheeler. Then we could go to there. I don't. Wanna, I'm probably going to be like giving away your choice, but I don't know. I was like, I was telling you my thought process here, but like, sure. I'm looking at their Vesna winning goalie Connor Hellebuck. Yeah. who's just ha- you know, bailed this team out, got them into the playoffs when they didn't deserve it probably, but he had such an amazing year. But then we've talked about how like it's kind of weird that his card hasn't really gone up that much, even though he won the Vesna, which kind of got me thinking that like, Winnipeg is like a weird Canadian team. Normally Canadian teams, even you don't even have to be that good to have a lot of buzz around you just because people get excited. But in Winnipeg, like a lot of these players... So then I started thinking about like your Kyle Connors... And Nikolai Ehlers, Aaron here is saying that if Elon says Ehlers, I'm turning this off right now. Okay, Kyle Connor is awesome. And I think they're, I see them in the same boat. Like Connor right now is on the top power play and Ehlers isn't. Like at even strength, I think they're pretty similar. But like then Ehlers doesn't get all the points that Connor does because Connor gets that power play time and it's huge. What? I don't know why. Like, I don't know if there's a path. I would assume at some point Ehlers is still a young player and really good, just like Kyle Connor should get on the top power play. And I'd love to see what could happen there. Um, anyway, all that to say, I'm just going to say Patrick Line. So that's a boring <laughs> answer after all that. Because, like, Line, st- like, he had those first two great years where he scored, he was pacing for like 40 plus goals. Yeah. And then he's sort of his fault. We had that one year where he had the, the, what was it, December that he scored 16 goals in a month and then disappeared for the rest of the year. And then last year he bounced back pretty well, like a 70 point pace, which is pretty good, especially because of all the injuries. And like at some point he was playing with Wheeler, but then sometimes he had like whoever, uh, uh, what's it, Cody Eakin as a center on the second line. Like he really didn't have like the best players to play with. He had Ehlers. Uh, going into next year, I feel like, He's he's very he's the same age as Matthews. They were drafted in the same year. I don't see why Line can't go back and finally deliver on what we were hoping for after those first couple of years, which is to become the next Ovi and like score fifty goals and take a ton of shots. And he's like he's a fun personality. You know, I still remember that interview where he said that he likes being in Winnipeg because the Wi-Fi is good, and so he's able to play <laughs> lots of Fortnite. Yeah, he's uh, he's got that like cocky attitude too, right? Which. Uh, you know, some people don't jive with, but it certainly makes it's for fun. good TV. Yeah, plus I like the look of his card a lot. As we discussed a couple episodes ago when we did that really yeah. fun show, just judging the cards. I love how you see his mouth guard. He looks like, he's like playing hard, but having fun at the same time. That's what I read yeah. on this card. And also it's not that expensive. Like we're talking like 140 to 200, let's say for a PSA 10, if I'm looking at recent sales yep. on eBay. Uh, like compare that to Matthews, who's like at like 500, 600 for the same, you know, yeah. PSA 10 grade. So it's like, I feel like if he wins the 
uh, Maurice Richard at some point, which I think is possible, Certainly. that should go up. Yeah. So I don't know. I'm taking line A. Just like, I know you have to spend more money. You can get Kyle Connor for really cheap. And I'm sure Aaron here is saying, just buy a bunch. I'd rather have four Kyle Connors than one Patrick line A. But I just don't know. I feel like Kyle Connors already had like a, a couple amazing seasons in a row. And his card still hasn't gone up. And I just don't know if he has it like next level to be like an even bigger superstar. Like I feel like with line A, I think of someone who still has the ability to become a bigger superstar. Yeah. Yeah. I like... For what it's worth, Line A was my choice as well, but uh, it was like pretty much a tie between those two. Um, I think I the the tiebreaker for me was exactly what you said. Line A, for whatever reason, has that star power. I think it's because of his draft position, almost primarily. Um, Connor just doesn't get the same hype. He wasn't the guy that people were looking at next to Matthews, right? Um, and Line A has that personality. I think line A at, yeah, it's like 160-ish PSA 10. Connor is probably about 100 right now, so it's 60 bucks more to get that line A. Um, that's probably the, the way I'd go if I'm getting one card. But if I believe in the Jets, I'm probably doing both. Like, let's be honest. <laughs> I guess. But then are, are, you, are you also getting hella buck? No, He's, I, I think, think the, so. the trickiest one because I feel like his card should be worth more after this season. Like the fact, like, I don't think he'll be able to repeat what he did this year. This is such a miraculous year. It's, like a, feels like a once in a lifetime thing. Yeah, I it, that one's really tough for me to judge because I think that it's a great buy, and I have a couple, but it's perplexing that his value is what it is and it's not really changing. And the reason that I would say it's a good investment is if they do go on a playoff run, it's kind of Carey Price-esque, right? Like, Mm -hmm. yes, they're going to have a lot of showy guys up front, but people are going to be talking about him as potentially the MVP of the playoffs if they do it. Yeah, Um, though that if to me is a a lot more precarious. I think Winnipeg is in a lot of trouble. Well, I don't think they have any worse odds than Montreal, though. They're just—I think they should. They're, they're built completely differently. Montreal is built to stop goals, and Winnipeg's built to score goals, right? I mean, I'd be willing to make you a bet right now that Montreal is going to do better in this Canadian division than Winnipeg will. Interesting. Interesting. I think about take that. that bet, but you take that I'll bet. Have to think about it a little bit, but. Yeah, I I don't see why Montreal would be better. I think Winnipeg might be. Uh, obviously, Ottawa I think will be the worst, and I could see Winnipeg being <laughs> second worst in the division. <laughs> Interesting. Yeah, I mean, those are probably my three bottom choices. Oh, I, I have a. I'm, maybe I'm too high on Montreal. I don't know. I think they're going to be good. To, I, I'm really excited with what they did in the off season. Uh, yeah, Again, this no. has nothing to do with hockey card values, but I think yes, like you know, a, you bring, I mean, it's all related. It's related for Carey Price, I think. Like, I'll name you some other names that I don't think their values will go up too much. But, like, you know, you've got your Josh Anderson and Toffoli acquisitions. Yeah. And, you know, I can name. Like, they just have, like, a very deep team. And I think it's going to work well. And I really like that Carey Price is going to get to rest more often because Jake Allen will hopefully be the Jake Allen from last year and not from before when he was a bust himself. But if Jake Allen could just be, like, a bit average or above above average would be nice and it's not like guaranteed loss night every single time <laughs> the backup plays in montreal i think that could do wonders for the team but okay oh, oh. We, we've still got some more teams to go through we do so uh, let's go to calgary why don't you give me your calgary uh, pick calgary i have to pick a calgary player do i you don't want to i i thought it would be so easy to predict i, I am almost 100 percent positive kidding. we're going to agree on the same one. Oh, it's because you're uh, an oilers fan I yeah see. that was the that was the dig you know i thought i would be 
uh, 100% positive going into this because I've actually mentioned the guy I started off looking at um, as one of my top picks like of the entire NHL card-wise. But I'm actually going to go with Johnny Hockey. I think uh, Goudreau is wildly underrated right now in the hockey world. Um, his young guns right now are going relatively cheap, like 140, 150 territory. And the the asterisk to my choosing Johnny Gaudreau is that you can get his Young Guns canvas for a lot cheaper than the regular one, PSA 10 or otherwise. And uh, it's a nicer looking card. So if I was going to take like a single card, that's the beat, that would be the direction I'm going. Hmm. And uh, a fun fact, both of his Young Guns cards have uh, him against the Oilers. <laughs> it gets the rivalries and it's going to get even bigger. It is. But, it's going to be great. Uh, so I'm very excited that of all the cards I gave you, one of them was my uh, Johnny Gaudreau Young Guns, and you mm. said that you think it's a 9.5 grade. So yeah. I'm hoping it'll land on that 10 side for PSA, right. and especially if your prediction is correct. I guess I don't know. I just feel like he's had his like 100-point season. Then he's also disappointed, and now next year I think is a really big... I think next year's like a really big year for Gaudreau and his... I guess legacy is like a big word to say because he still he's, is like yeah. he's still pretty young, but like at least his future in Calgary. I think if he's not well, great next year, it's hard to imagine, you know, him not like yeah, them not wanting to shop him, I, like a Taylor well, Hall situation. But that's so. First of all, like his down year was not terrible. Uh, no, it was still like he's still a great hockey player. He hasn't done it in the playoffs for them, but I'm not sure whether that's his fault or not. Uh, sometimes guys just don't do well in a team's playoff system. Um, look at Jordan Eberle on the Oilers, for example. Uh, yeah, but how much is Jordan Eberle's young gun? But I know what, you, I know what you're saying. No, it's just uh, like he hasn't done his thing. But the trade rumors of Goudreau and also him like potentially signing somewhere else when he's a free agent um, are constantly talking about Philadelphia. And that, I think, would be a big boom for his hockey card. Really? Even though he's leaving a Canadian market? Philadelphia's market is better than Calgary's in the hockey world. Interesting. I guess Carter Hart, people love him. Yeah, yeah. Uh, We're crazy about hockey over there. So, yeah. I mean, so, yeah, Goudreau's, like, a fun swing, but, like, he's already not cheap. So, to me, it's just, like, I I don't want to, like, be recommending a card that I think there's a solid chance it could go down. And I feel like Goudreau could go up, and I think it could go down. I don't think it'll go down. Um, I think if he has another 60-ish point season, it could. He's still flashy, though. He's still, like, the guy. Like, it's not it's not tied to his point total, in my opinion. There's also not that many guys that I care about card-wise on Flames. Like, there's two. There's him and there's yeah. Matthew Kachuk. Yeah, who's my pick, That's by the it. way. Like, there's no other options. Like, I, Monaghan is, like, there, but... Well, they call him Boring Sean Monaghan. Yeah, for- <laughs> like, it's, it's, it's a rough place to go look for a hockey card. But I think that you nailed it, and we're done. Matthew yeah, Kachuk, that's it, right? <laughs> but that's the answer. <laughs> that's my answer for sure. Matthew Kachuk's great. He's an awesome player. He's a fun personality. I've, I'm doing two Kachuks on this podcast. Yeah. Get the set. Get the Kachuk set. And uh, you're spending less money on the PSA 10 Matthew Kachuk than you're spending on the Gaudreau. And I think that come a year or two from now, it's going to be worth more. That's another bet I'd be willing to take, because I think Matthew Kachuk's young gun is worth more, because I think he's going to once again lead the team in points next year. And it will then be like established that he's the superstar on the team. And Gaudreau's great. 
I mean, I, I'm now I'm like too like downplaying Gaudreau. Like I still, there's a very good chance. I guess Gaudreau to me is like more risk. Like he definitely yeah. still has the upside. Like I think I don't see why he can't have another hundred points. See, we actually dig dug into Gaudreau just on the last episode of Keeping Carlson, and Brian dug into the down year and he brought up micro stats and all of these reasons why maybe what happened last year in Calgary won't happen again. Yeah. But uh, even in a weird year for the Flames, Matthew Kachuk just continued to roll. He doesn't even need like superstar line mates. Like he does it playing with Backlund and Mangiapane, who you know no uh, shade to them but they're no Lindholm and Monaghan so I I don't know I just uh, think Matthew Kachuk is I'm surprised his card is as low as it is and it's probably just because Calgary hasn't done anything in a little while and you know just like we've said for the other teams like once they go on a run I think Kachuk is the is the guy that's going to get all the coverage and and people are going to love him I mean like you know I'm high on Matthew Kachuk cards and these ones were close for me um, which is kind of why I was like you know what Gaudreau Young Guns Canvas is underpriced that's probably where I'd go Fair. Um, yeah. So does uh, Yusuf Valamaki have a Young Guns? I know he plays it. He does. Yeah. You know what? That might actually be my pick, to be honest. Now, yeah. if I'm really thinking about it, if you wanted to go, this is my Jack Campbell choice. So Valamaki has been tearing it up in Europe. I think I'm saying this straight. Give me some more, uh, like, euphemisms or idiot- idioms that I could use instead of tearing, instead of tearing it up. Tearing it up? Uh, ripping yeah, and, it up? What? <laughs> ripping it up? I, He's getting a lot of points in Europe <laughs> leading into this season. He's a defenseman on the Flames, for those of you who don't know. And he, like, Calgary does not have a lot of competition. Like, they have uh, Mark Giordano to run the top power play, who last year got bumped for Eric Gustafsson, and Gustafsson's gone. So, of course, you could just say Giordano takes it over. But Giordano's, like, 37 years old, so that job's not <laughs> yeah. going to be his for long, regardless. Who else do they have? Rasmus Anderson, I think, got a shot at one point last year. But Valimaki, like... I think he's a really good shot to be like a good sleeper in fantasy. And at this point, maybe not even because I think a lot of people are starting to talk about him. He's got buzz and I'm seeing his young guns, raw cards selling recently for like, we're talking $3, $4. Yeah. So you know what? Actually, like if I'm going to buy a Calgary player, maybe I'd go that route just so I don't have to spend as much money on a Calgary player. <laughs> you know what? Actually, let me just uh, uncheck sold items and just look at Valimaki young guns. Like buy uh, now. Let's, Let's get uh, ending soonest, or I guess I could just look at a buy now. You There's a buy now like for eight. V- Valimaki buy now lot, and then see if you can get like ten of them. Ah, okay. Valimaki young guns. The problem with this is now I'm all nervous because I gave you all these cards of mine, and you told me about how crappy their conditions are, and now I'm like yeah. I'm nervous. I want to buy a card, but I don't want it to come back and then have you tell me this is like likely just a PSA eight of a card well, that just came out like a year ago. Yeah, well, I mean, like, go rewatch our episode where we we talk about making sure to look closely at the photos. Um, <laughs> I'm just kidding. All right, but, fine. Uh, I'm gonna bid. I'm <laughs> bidding. Okay, there's one that ends in six days. I'm just gonna bid now, so I, for a dollar, and uh, I'll, I'm sure I'll get outbid. But at least this will remind me that I like Valimaki. So after the show, it'll be it'll be there in my list of things I've bid on. All right, what other uh, teams do we have to do here? Is it just well, the last two? Yeah, Vancouver and Edmonton. We're going west, all and right. we're not all the way west yet, so we're going to stop in your favorite place. Stop in my favorite place. Why don't in you Edmonton. go first since it's my favorite place? Uh, okay. Edmonton's tricky. They're yeah, kind <laughs> of like... It's like, yeah, I could say Connor McDavid. Sure. Because 
you know, to be honest, that's probably my answer is Connor McDavid. Like, yeah. again, this is like Carey Price. Like, you need to open your wallet. because, uh, But, like, he's a clear superstar. Uh, what do, I don't need to say anything about Connor McDavid. No. He's like the Gretzky. Like, uh, yeah, you have to spend probably like 16, 1700 right now to get a PSA 10 young gun. So that's out of most people's price range. I'm not going to be spending that much money. I've got a McDavid young guns that I bought off of Kijiji that I spent $550 on. Uh, and it's KSA 8.5 and it has a corner that doesn't look that great. And it's a little sad, but it's still, it's cool to have. And I have it on display in my living room beside my Eric Carlson 9.5 BGS. And currently I've got actually my uh, Brady Kachuk rounding out the trio because I only have three stands at the moment. <laughs> uh, I, well, I want to put an OV there eventually. Yes. But anyway, all that to say, like, McDavid is, like, he's going to go up. And, like, I'm not going to say Dreisaitl, who you brought up recently as, like, already approaching McDavid value. I, I personally don't think that's going to last. Like, Dreisaitl is awesome. But I feel like, you know, 10 years from now, I'd be willing to bet so much money that a McDavid Young Guns is going to be worth a lot more than a Dreisaitl Young Guns. I just think McDavid's yeah, the face of like, the NHL. I could see... I could see Dreisaitl going up a lot. But, yeah, as you say, McDavid is the face of the NHL. He's the best player in the world. Um, he's fantastic to watch on a nightly basis. And there's very few players in the league that you can say are fantastic to watch every single night. Yeah. Um, it's he's like, the even when they lose, it's just fun seeing him step on the ice. It's, it's magical. Like I've gone to games where the Oilers get blown out and you just watch McDavid and it's, it's not quite as bad. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I guess like, and what's the other option? Like Ryan Nugent Hopkins is like already not that cheap. Well, uh, I you I go like, to but okay, I'm gonna guess. Can I guess who I think you're gonna say? Yeah. Well, I think you might just say Drysidle because it seems like you really like Drysidle. You'll say the Drysidle canvas, I think. But if you don't say that, I think you might say Evan Bouchard. Yeah, I mean, like, so I have a lot of guys that I think are good choices. Yamamoto is one right. that I think has been underpriced for quite a while, uh, and he's gonna get his opportunity this year. Um, but actually, Ryan Nugent Hopkins is probably my runner-up to McDavid, who I just, like, I, I've been investing in McDavid. I can't not say it's McDavid. Um, but Nugent Hopkins, you can get a PSA 10 for 100 bucks. Uh, he is obviously a very talented guy. He's going to be playing this year with McDavid or Dreisaitl the entire year. Um, if these guys go on a run, which they're certainly capable of doing, he's going to get a ton of points. I know a lot of people in oil country are thinking Nugent Hopkins could be pacing Dreisaitl and McDavid next year. I mean, it's the way that last season ended in the last couple of months. Nugent Hopkins was among the top scorers in the yeah. league. So it's possible. And it was playing with the Yamamoto. Yeah. So And a hundred bucks, like that's, that's what, how much $60 cheaper than Johnny Gaudreau? But is that true? Nugent Hopkins, Young Guns, PSA 10. I'm looking right now. Uh, I'm seeing more like 160. Obviously, that might just be an overpriced. Let me go to sold items here on eBay. Yeah, uh, 127. I'm seeing one sold okay. for a little higher, but yeah, I go I, yeah, around the same level as uh, Gaudreau. I'd say. Yeah, like maybe a little lower and similar. But like when you're buying Oilers cards, there's kind of like three territories. There's like well, maybe four. There's Gretzky by himself. There's McDavid or Drysital. Then there's like Nugent Hopkins land. And then Yuri Yamamoto, Bouchard, the young guys that haven't quite done it. Um, but I, I think a lot of these guys are are good investments. The Oilers are, like Montreal, people are insane for them. 
they've got lots of talent, lots of exciting talent. I also looked closely at Tyson Berry as a potential good investment and one that I've done. Um, the only reason I scratched him off my list is like, there's not really that many PSA tens out there. He doesn't have the Oilers Jersey on and grading his, his raw cards. Like the centering is just constantly wrong. Yeah. That season was weird for cards. Yeah. And, yeah. And obviously wrong. Right. It's like these two white lines on either side and you just have to measure like if the white is the same length on one side and the other and a lot of them are not. Well, yeah, you can measure I, it by looking at it. You're like, that one's off. Yeah. <laughs> I'm looking on eBay. You can't even find right now a Barry PSA 10 Young Guns. That's annoying. I wouldn't even know what to do. I want one right now. Someone tell me. If someone listening has a Barry PSA 10 Young Guns, I, like, I want got, it. I've got the Barry Young Guns search saved on eBay and like they don't pop up. It's like a Verona. I find his young guns is also hard to find. Maybe Barry's is even harder. Okay, so that's... uh, And then let's end on Vancouver. Again, like, some of these teams, it's kind of hard because I just really love Elias Pettersson. And it's like, he's, again, uh, close to a McDavid level for me. Like, he's... Oh, whoa, whoa, whoa. Well, I think that he... He's dry saddle level. Let's not get insane. Except, like, the face of his team, you know? Like, like I think, like, the Canucks go far. Pedersen's the clear superstar. His highlights are amazing. Maybe not... It's crazy to say McDavid level, right? Because McDavid yeah, is already nice. the highest. But, I don't know, as far as exciting young players in the league, like, after McDavid, I might even say Pedersen number two. Like, yeah. who, who else would it be? Matthews? McKinnon. Like, I guess... McKinnon, yeah. So I, f- I feel exactly like McKinnon's card is worth a lot more right now than Pedersen, yeah. and I could well, see that uh, it's like it is, but it's it's starting to even out, right? Yeah, um, Pedersen's PSA tens have been going for a bit over three hundred recently. Yeah. If you go back to the first couple episodes of the show, I was talking about wanting to buy one for two hundred, mm. and so I should have taken my own advice. Yeah, uh, but so. I, I love him. Uh, but again, that's hard to be recommending these like expensive players. And, Are you going to do it anyways? Uh, how about you go first? Because that was what okay, was scheduled. Okay. I'll go first. So my choice is, uh, yes, you should invest in Pedersen 100%. But my choice is Brock Besser. Yeah. Because you can get him around 100 bucks. He's going to play with Pedersen. He is a pure goal scorer. He's not valued that highly right now. People are kind of forgotten about him. Because, you know, he had some injury trouble. He didn't, he kind of had some struggles getting back into his stride um, for a while there. Toffoli was there, kind of taking a little bit of his uh, ice time or opportunity or whatever it was. Um, but I fully expect him to come back and be number two on that team if you don't really, count, if you don't count Horvat as like, but I don't, I don't really count him from a height perspective. I just think he's probably their second best player. What about uh, like a JT Miller? He was awesome last year. Yeah, JT Miller is a good player. He's he's uh, a bit more of a complimentary player. Fair. Well, I think the other really big name that's higher than Besser, and I guess a little lower than Pedersen, is Quinn Hughes right now. Oh, yeah. Sorry, I was talking forwards. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. But Hughes, I guess... It's so expensive. Like yeah, we're talking like three hundred dollars for a Hughes, and this is a card that's from this year. Right. Pedersen's only from a couple years ago, so I guess it's fair. But like, uh, yeah, it's hard to recommend investing in Quinn Hughes for the same reason as Nick Suzuki. Just right. like I feel like he's already priced as if he's a Hall of Famer, <laughs> like it's, like you know to be. It's hard like, to imagine him getting like way higher. 
Yeah, I feel, and I feel like Pedersen could. Like, I think that Pedersen, like, at this point, Quinn Hughes got, like, paced for, like, 70 points last year. What are we expecting? Like, him to pace for 100 points as a defenseman? I don't think it's happening. But, like, Pedersen, I think, is going to be hitting the 100-point mark maybe next year. I said it actually on a recent Keeping Carlson episode that I could see it happening. And Brian was a little more... 100-point mark or 100-point pace? Okay, well, yeah. If they only play 52 games, I don't think he's going to hit the 100-point mark. But you get what well, I'm saying. Well, McDavid and Dreisaitl will. Uh, I mean, it could be close. I mean, be... they did it last year with, like, the same number of games, basically. Yeah, a few more. But, okay. But yeah, I'm being pedantic. Like... <laughs> Speaking of being pedantic, uh, McKinnon, uh, Aaron saying in the chat room here, is, like, $1,000. So it's still a lot higher than Pedersen, who is, like... Yeah, yeah. I, I was more saying that they're starting to get closer together. Uh, yeah, so if you think it's going to continue, another reason to buy Pedersen cards, because yeah, I don't no, think I, McKinnon's going down. I definitely think that's an awesome buy. I've actually been buying his 9.5s. I have three of them now, I think. Oh, nice. I have BGS. one I have one raw Pedersen, and that's another one of my cards that you told me you thought it looked pretty nice. So mm. if I could get that as a 10. Ooh, Excellent. Excellent. I wish. Yeah, I have a raw a one, come true. too. Which is for sale, because I don't know if it'll get uh, PSA 10. So uh, come post it in our uh, Discord in the buy and sell room that we have. By the way, if anyone wants to come hang out in our Discord, I guess we're at the end of the show now. So we can get into letting people know how to get in touch. Uh, So yeah, we, we have a Twitter, at Near Mint Hockey. Instagram, at Near Mint Hockey. We stream on twitch every week on wednesdays at 8 p.m and then you could find the youtube video afterwards at nearmanhockey.com slash youtube uh, if you're listening to this that means you have access to the show notes uh at nearmanhockey.com which link to everything here and yeah like i was saying uh we have a discord it's the keeping carlson patron discord but we've made the hockey card channels open to everyone even non-patrons of keeping carlson uh at this point now you just have to message me like to tell me to like give you the hockey card uh role so that you'll have right. access but get in touch we'll get you in there and then ryan will post what he's selling his Pedersen young guns for and then we yeah. can have a little bidding war it'll be a lot of fun yeah i might i might post some of my other young guns not maybe not quite as high quality as Pedersen, but uh i'll post a couple other things that i'm i'm gonna be selling upcoming um and yeah the next uh Probably the next three episodes, we're going to get into the rest of the teams. We've got, uh, what do we have now? 23 more to do? Uh, well, we just Is that did. The math? 24 eight, did more. Seven. There's 31 yeah. teams now. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So maybe next we could do that division that has like Buffalo and Boston and Philadelphia and Washington, that could be Pittsburgh. Like, that'll be a really fun one to go through. So maybe let's aim for that for next week. Uh, okay, so yeah, thanks everyone for listening. Hope you like the show. Oh, hey, we'll also take a five-star review on iTunes or Apple Podcasts or anything like yeah. that. But let's let you go home. Bye, everyone. Thanks to everyone who joined us live. And see you next week. Go get them young guns.